You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, and welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside James, my name is Ryan, and we are the official Dallas Stars podcast. <laughs> you did that on purpose. <laughs> yes, I did. And I'm going to keep going because James is annoying. The Dallas Stars win their first regulation game of the season by a final score of 3-2 to two over the Anaheim Ducks. A uh, couple of scares in the game, uh, but honestly, the game was okay. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much what I would classify it as. Uh, initial thoughts coming out of this game tonight, James. What do you think? Uh, I want to burn my eyes <laughs> after <laughs> what happened very early in the game. I, I, I literally put in our little group family group chat that we have. I, I typed, I want to rip my eyes out. <laughs> it was not fun to watch early. Well, so let's just get straight into it. And I know we don't normally do this. But let's kind of go period by period because it was like the game was a story of three periods, right? Honestly, it was so strange. Okay. Uh, So first off, Dallas did not come out to play to begin the game at all. They didn't even show up. (laughs) Did not. Like the only person that showed up in the first period was uh, Jay Gottinger and a little bit of Miro. And that was about it. Uh, I mean, the Dallas Stars get brutally outshot early on 11 to 1. It ends up at the end of the period being 17 to seven. So I don't know. It, it's, it's just really, 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 really frustrating to, to watch and see how they did. However, it, they it, did go into the break only down one to nothing. It, it's just, it's so frustrating because of the two games that they played previous. I mean, they played the blues and the golden Knights like pretty flawlessly. And then they come out tonight and they're just like, absolute garbage like a team that i've never seen before they they looked like they were the ducks and the other team or the stars is really what it looked like i mean and and the 11 shots was like before the six minute mark or something and and thank goodness uh they don't know how to power play (laughs) because that's actually what helped us catch up because we had power play and they looked better on it than they looked better on the penalty kill than we did on the power play and and then we took a penalty and our power play or our penalty kill just looked good enough. And it looked like it slowed down the game enough that we caught up finally. <laughs> but until that happened, I mean, it was, we, we were just sitting at the bottom of the ocean with our mouths open. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, what really was it about the first period that it was it just the skating where they just not awake? Is it, it was, the West coast game? I mean, it was some skating, but it was a lot of turnovers and not protecting the middle of the ice too. I mean, the the first I, I don't know if it was the first shot because there were so many early, but one of the first shots that we gave up was a wide open slot shot against Otter, and we don't 
hardly ever give up those. I mean, that's normally what we try to take away at all costs. I mean, we'll give up, we'll give up a lot of point shots just because we're trying to take out that, that center of the ice. And that, that didn't exist. And our puck possession didn't exist. And everyone on the other side of the ice was faster than us. So it was, it, it was all of it combined. And thank, thank goodness we have Otter in net for the first period because uh, this game should have been like seven to nothing. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Now, a couple of points I want to hit with off, off of what you said, because there's a lot of good things you said. Uh, the first thing I know I said that it was like a, a tale of three cities with the three periods that it was tonight. But what was bad overall throughout the game, James, was the turnovers. I, I mean, just egregious turnovers left and right. And it wasn't necessarily in our own zone. It, it was way better in the third period. I, I, I'll give the Stars credit way better in the third period. They still had some. But it was throughout the game they had too many turnovers that were leading to prime chances for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. And, you know, just a, a really quick side tangent. That top line for Anaheim, dude, that looks scary. Their whole team looks scary. You realize that the team that we just played was playing six rookies. That's crazy. <laughs> They had six rookies on that team, and they were demolishing us in the first. I mean, absolutely mm -hmm. destroying. Now, there there was a lot of times when you could see that their inexperience showed through a lot with when Duchesne was on the ice, and Dodonov showed, showed up a lot of rookies getting into the zone tonight, too. I mean, some of the moves he had just to get possession in the offensive zone was pretty slick, but it... it and going back to the turnovers things you mentioned, I, I think that's been a problem in every single game so far. I mean, we've had bad turnovers that have led to really bad rush chances for the other team that Otter has just had to save us from. And Otter has been absolutely amazing to start the season. I mean, this was his lowest save percentage night. and It was 933, I think. So... <laughs> Otter looking prime, Miro looking prime, uh, beginning of this game looking like uh, no one showed up. <laughs> I think this is going to get better as we go. Uh, the, the, when we talk about the turnovers, I, I mean, you, you got to think about it. Let's be honest, okay? You've got Duchesne, who's on a new line, and he, he's in a brand new city, was not expecting to be in Dallas. You've got two new guys with Craig Smith and Sam Steele, who, who got into the game tonight, which I thought he did okay. Uh, and then you've got brand new defensive pairings other than the top unit. So And the top unit's normally the problem. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I mean Suter was a bit of a problem tonight. Oh he God. wasn't the only problem. <laughs> well, he was we'll the talk problem about that here in a second. Goals, oh, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. He wasn't the on. only problem. Hold on. Right. No, hold on. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go into a Suter rant there for a second. But uh but we've also got two young guys who are playing with two brand new partners, and these the two partners that they're playing with played together for a majority of the season last year. So I, I think there's a little bit of a learning curve to go with that. And I think it's going to get better as the stars go on. So, it, and it was good enough in the third period to win the game. Yes, it was the ducks, but who cares? The ducks were a lot better uh, than they were last season at all. Yeah. So obviously. I, I, I there's night. no way they're going to get 58 points again this season. They, they, they got to they... make a big jump. They might be one of those teams that you look at the end of the season, they might be fighting for a wild card spot, honestly. I mean, especially with the Central being so weak, you're going to get two from that division, probably. I mean, it's scary over there, though. Yeah. Well, 
And the the Pacific is definitely better than that. So <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's be- way better than the Central right now. Okay. Now the the other thing that I did uh mention about in the first period, I said Miro was pretty good, Otter was pretty good, and nothing else. That's not necessarily true. Uh down in my notes, the the penalty kill has continued to be really good. And in the first period, with some of the penalties that the stars took, they really needed the penalty kill to kind of show up for them to keep them in the game. Yeah, that I that like I said, that's what helped them catch up. So and and, and again, this is another thing that kind of stretches throughout the game. The penalty kill in general was very good. And uh and let's let's kind of jump into uh the other side of special teams because that was a huge part of tonight's game. Uh the power play for the Dallas Stars uh kind of came alive uh, this evening and of course I don't think it's any coincidence that it's Rope Hands who kind of gets the power play going for the Stars this season. I mean it it wouldn't be a surprise if anyone on that top unit scored cuz they all scored like 13 goals on the power play last year. <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, it, it really is hints just going in alone, and and that's kind of what we needed because our power play had not looked good in all attempts up until that, honestly. I mean, we might have had, like, one good power play where we had a couple of shots, but, like, tonight it didn't look good, and then hence is just like, okay, I'm just going to skate fast. <laughs> and, and it works. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does his thing, gets in, blows through all four Ducks players with a pass seeing straight through all of them, too. And then just, uh, I mean, it backs Gibson in so fast, too. I mean, Gibson's all the way in the back of his net before Hens even reaches the red dots. I'm so much net to shoot at. So, what I did like about the power play, though, is they adjusted. Uh, in, in the first period, when they had their opportunities to get on the power play, they weren't doing a great job getting into the zone. Their zone entries were not very good at all. And then they they just kind of said, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> we're just going to try it off the rush. And it worked. <laughs> so good for them that they adjusted. And uh, good for the hints to get that first goal. Now, uh, the second goal for the Dallas Stars on the power play. Again, I, I put, of oh course. That was the, the first thing I wrote in my notes was, of course. Who else? And how, and how else does he do it? And the congregation says, with a tip. <laughs> <laughs> Without fail, always Pavelski with that tip. But I mean, even even more impressive was uh, Miro with the pass. I mean, that's a pass shot right there, all the way. He's he's not looking to shoot it on net at all. I mean, they did it a couple times last season. Miro does it all the time with multiple different players, where he just he looks for the dude's stick and he's just like, "I'm shooting it at your stick, not passing it, shooting it." <laughs> I mean, those are blistering shots going straight at the stick and the. The consistency in which Pavelski is able to tip those in, even I mean, that was ice level too. That's not even like elevated at all. That's just ice level. He's just forking it into the net. And that's just awesome to see. For a second there, I thought it was a double tip because the way that Jamie Ben celebrated, I thought he touched it for a second too. It was so, just such a good goal, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. It was exactly what they wanted to do. It was, it was exactly one of the plays that they could have done, and they set it up perfectly. And they let the, uh, the Anaheim Ducks let Pavelski just sit there and do it. They didn't lift the stick yeah, enough. I, I have a feeling they're not going to let him do that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say even that high slot Pavelski is so dangerous, man. Well, but even even when his stick is being lifted in the air, he still finds a way to tip it. So dumb. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous what he can do at the age of thirty nine. So. 
Uh, I mean, great game by him tonight. And also a uh, great game by Hintz tonight as well. Power play really kind of came alive there in the second period. It's really good to see that because they they had gone over six in the first two games. And uh, something that the Stars relied upon a lot last season. And one of the things I talked about was getting it more consistent. So th- they did this a lot last year where they would like score like three power play goals. And then every once in a while they'd have one. And then there'd be uh, like stretches where they'd have zero. But like like I said when you mentioned this in the offseason too, I mean, when they score on the power play, it's the reason why we won. And again tonight, it without the power play goals tonight, we don't win this game. Not even it's it's not even close, honestly. <laughs> like the if if we are suffering power play goals in other games and we're still winning, and then we use all our power play goals in one game and we barely win that one, I'm taking that every day. I mean, it, it seems to be working. So I kind of want to jump into this a little bit because this is a guy that I, I actually noticed a lot tonight. Uh, got, I don't think he got anything on the score sheet. He still doesn't have a point to his name for the Dallas Stars. But I really like the play of Matt Duchesne tonight. Uh, he was in and around, had a lot of good uh, skill plays that I saw, using his hands really well. Uh, and the play that specifically kind of sticks out into my mind is he he outskated the the rookie D man from Anaheim. I forget who. I think it was Minchikov, and just, just totally went around him and just dude get out of the way. Took the Shoulder puck and had an opportunity. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So I, he he looks really that. really good. A lot of a lot of where that comes from is just his selfless or selfishness with the puck. I mean he he wants the puck and he wants to score it all the time. I feel like he's going to get more goals if he's finally able to gel with that line more, which is. A little annoying for me when I see him do it after the fact. I mean, in the moment, it's amazing. And if he scores ever on it, I'm going to be like, yeah, that was so cool. But, I mean, maybe a little more passing from him would be nice. But he still looks like a monster on the ice. This kind of leads to a comment that Ardell made earlier. And I I think it's really, really interesting. Kind of perfect segue into it. Is Marchment holding back that line and how long does DeBoer wait? Um, I don't think that Marchment was bad tonight, what? but my, my other, my other thought is who are you going to put on that third Deli. line from the fourth line? It, it's Delhi. That's who you would put there. But, that's your okay. Arm. Well, he scratched tonight. He scratched tonight. It, so assuming that... I mean, that's who you're going to put there. Uh, I, I really think what was more of what is more of Marchment's problems early in the season right now is his turnovers. I mean, Half the time he touches the puck and gives it away to someone on the other team. And there, and then the line can't do anything because they don't have the puck anymore. It, it's, and, and a lot of that is going to just come down to chemistry and him getting used to his line mates and passing, but he's been with Sagan this whole time. And we we've seen time after time, him just not be able to click all the time with Sagan. And it's a little frustrating. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there either. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. 
Just one example here is Thursday Night Football on the 12th. The Broncos are at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs right now, their money line is at minus 520, and the Broncos are at a plus 390. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Uh, another thing that kind of uh, popped in my head tonight about this was it, it, it's it's going to take some time to get that line going, I feel like. Uh, I don't think Marchman is going to have as long of a leash as he did last year. Uh, I, I think he he had an opportunity tonight, right? He was, had a two, it was, well, it was technically a two-on-two, two, I guess. But yeah, he had a wide-open chance to to take a really good he shot. Did, and he his did problem, get a one-on-one with the goaltender tonight. I mean, yeah. it was a two-on-one, and the other dude just took the other skater away, and it was a one-on-one chance. I mean, it, it, it's a little... It, the, the goaltender, I thought, played that one well, and it's a good chance for Marchman, but I mean... I, I feel like some of that comes down to like his aggressiveness too. I mean, it looked like he wanted to pass the whole time and skater obviously saw that. So speaking of players that should not probably replace Marchment on the third line, uh, Chris would love to see uh, this comment this is, right this here. This has been me and Chris's ongoing joke uh, that Fox at any time he gets the puck just should pass it because <laughs> he touches it in the offensive zone and it just, it it, it, it tries nothing. to go on net and it hits someone <laughs> falls straight down and they go the other direction. I mean, it, yeah. it, it really is uh, unfortunate. I kind of chalk it up to him just not having a great shot, which in, in which case you should just pass it along. I mean, he has Craig Smith who already has a goal on the season and Sam Steele on the line with him. So th- th- those are two pretty good shooters. Uh, just give it to those guys, please. <laughs> And just for those of you that are listening later on the podcast uh, side, um, later the next day, the the comment from Sumaya, I hope I'm saying your name right. I apologize if I said it wrong. Roddick Fox also needs to stop trying to shoot the puck and just pass. So uh, I, I think y'all are Foxa haters. I love Foxa because he he's such a good shoot. player. He can't, he's fine. He can't shoot, dude. He can't do it. <laughs> just stop. I don't hate yeah. Foxa that much. I really don't. But Chris hates Foxa. It's so obvious that he can't shoot the puck. Any any player that I like, you remember back in the day when Jason Dickinson was around? No, I like Dickinson. I, I, I Dickinson. thought he was a pylon that was always standing in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> but Chris hated Dickinson, and he's doing the same thing to poor Foxa now. He's got to like, hate someone, you know? Just let him hate. It's okay. Okay, we, we've got Ryan Suter for that, okay? Let him hate Ryan Suter. He hates one on defense and one on offense. <laughs> okay, 
So uh, we kind of got away from it, but we, we talked about the first period a little bit and how how terrible that was. I never second period. Yeah, second period was absolutely much better. Uh, I mean, it was they, the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, it, we the stars completely dominated, not just on the faceoff circle, not just on the power play, but also five on five. They looked great five on five, and. They, it literally looked like the script had been flipped. Like they were more aggressive in the Anaheim's Anaheim's uh, D zone, and they were forcing the the young core of their D to really make some really bad plays and force some turnovers, which was exactly what the Ducks were doing with their young forwards on our you know veteran core of defensemen in our zone. So it was a complete flip of the script there in the second period. And I think a lot of that comes down to the long change as well. I mean that that's. The changing in the second period is a little bit harder to tell when you should go and when you shouldn't go change. And that that for rookies especially can be tricky sometimes. And then there in the second period, we, we kind of talked about most of the stuff in the second period already. But going moving on into the third period, uh, the Stars, I don't think they started off bad. I think it was just not a good play by Suter there uh, when uh, Carlson gets the second goal for the Anaheim Ducks. I thought Suter looked pretty lost on both goals tonight. The The first one was kind of like, eh, because he had two people who was supposed to cover. The problem is he didn't cover either of them. That's really what I had a problem with on the first goal. Is he has two people there, and he stands in between both of them and does nothing. Uh, the second one was him totally just being completely out of position, uh, and which which is really bad for him because he can't skate, uh, just never gets back. And it's that the pass across was beautiful too. I mean, what are you gonna do? Even even Miro Haskinen doesn't have a chance on that one. Like, uh, just a beautiful pass across and sinks it. So. I was just interested in it while you were talking about that. But Ryan Suter, he had the fifth lowest time on ice when it comes to defensemen tonight. The only one that's lower, Nils Lundqvist. So. Even in the, he's still not limited. It's not limited minutes. He still played a decent amount, but I mean, that's what we've been asking. Technically, if you want to look at, I know he's on the top pairing with Miro Haskinen, but we saw Harley out there a lot of the times when it was an offensive zone draw. And he, that's exactly kind of what you want. You want him to play bottom pairing minutes, even though he's, and I know he's slotted up there, but he's number five. It's in on time on ice. It's very weird with our decor now because this is the second night in a row where it's kind of just like, okay, everyone's playing with everyone except for Lindell and Hockenbaugh. Y'all aren't allowed to play with each other. Like that that's the only pairing that doesn't play with each other now besides maybe like penalty killing. And it, it's so weird because you're just like, okay, I guess Lin, I guess uh, Haskinen and Harley are out there now. Or, I mean, it was lots of mismatching with the D pairing tonight. I feel like that's probably going to continue just based off of who's playing well that night, who looks good defensively, offensively, and honestly, how much Haskinen wants to play (laughs) because having him down to, I mean, he's all the way down to like 24 minutes tonight, right? Yeah. Like that's, I think that's the least amount of minutes he's played in a game in like a year (laughs) at least. It has I mean, to that, be one of his all-time lows. 
But uh, okay, so let, let's let's segue into this. Miro, the, he is the reason why the Stars win the game tonight. Miro and, was a monster. Yeah, and but it it paid off, right? The fact that he played even just a well a lot less shifts than he did. He only plays 24 minutes tonight instead of his usual 27 or 28. It leads to the Stars winning the game. It does. And, and you could see it in his skating too, for sure. I mean, he was he was blazing fast tonight. I mean, everywhere he was skating, he was skating with purpose. And on the goal he had, he was just he just blazed everyone on the ice <laughs> and skated so fast down the left side, it's looking like uh, Rope Hence. I mean, he, he he's just skating so much faster, and that's something that like we know he has because we've seen it before. And we know he can keep up with like McDavid and stuff, but like him doing it without having to chase anyone is what's like really dangerous offensively. And speaking of offensively, he ends with a goal and two assists tonight. Yeah. So every yeah, single he, he, goal he does everything. He, he was absolutely in everything tonight. He didn't really have any bad turnovers that, that I can think of, not any bad plays, but that's typical of Mira Haskin and he never makes any bad plays. Uh, I, this was a, a side note that kind of popped into my head. I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing. We have not really talked a lot about Harley and Lindquist in the first three games of the season. They've been and very solid defensively. Exactly. So, so that's what I that's what I was kind of thinking. I'm just making an assumption based off of the fact that we haven't mentioned them very much. If we're not talking about them a whole a whole lot like we do about Suter a lot then it means they're at least doing their job at the very least, right? I mean, Harley is – they're both being really solid players. Mm -hmm. And I, I i think Harley kind of had a rough start to last game. I mean, in the first period, he was a little lost, but then he caught up, and then he factored on one of the goals. So, I mean, there, he he's definitely catching up the game pace. I mean, you're going to see those mistakes from both of those guys still throughout the season probably. We're – gonna lose a couple of goals to that that's just that's how it goes when you have rookies normally Wyatt Johnston is kind of the exception to the rule as we stated over and over and over again which by the way he still looks the same as he did last year it's just they they haven't scored yet surprisingly uh they'll get there I'm sure but yeah th both um both defensemen look really promising right now as we get closer to the end of our episode if you want to leave us a comment with your question down in the comment box uh we will try to get to a couple of these uh, as we start to wrap this thing up here tonight uh we gotta sing the praises of uh, one more guy james and then I'll, I'll leave the floor open to you if there's anything that i've forgotten to talk about jay gottinger uh jay gottinger ends with a 931 save percentage tonight only allows two goals again has not allowed more than two goals in a game more than two goals in a game this season so, I mean, he makes 27 saves in the night. I mean, he, he just has looked super solid, and especially when the Stars break down defensively or when they really, really suck it up like they did in the first period. Yeah, he's having, an, he's having a fantastic start right now. And this game with basically no help. I mean, half the shots he basically didn't have a defense for. So he, he's looking very, very, very solid to start the season. Uh Let's see if he can keep it up. I mean, if you remember last year, he started the same way, and then he he had that little minor injury to the lower body, and he just never really got all the way back up. Uh, so, again, him staying healthy is 
the most important part this season. I mean, the stats are great. We know how good he can be. He's got to stay healthy. I'm really stupid. I would be really stupid if I didn't talk about this. I can't believe it just popped into my head. We got to talk about the health scares as well a little bit in the second period there. First, Roba Hints didn't come out until like 50 seconds into the second period. And then uh, second thing, I mean, Robo the just Robo got hit. absolutely got destroyed. Demolished. He tried to make he a play, which, yeah, <laughs> it, he, he tried to make a play, and it was the right play. But, man, he got destroyed there in the second period. He left for a, a bit of time. I think he missed one shift in which yeah. uh, Duchesne kind of jumped in there for him on that shift. And then he was right back at it. So, hopefully, there's nothing else that comes out of that. Uh, but what did you think of the hit? It, I mean, that's just a solid hit. I mean, he saw it. It is. Robertson saw it the whole way. He tried to make the move, and he, he saw the dude coming in. He's like, oh, crap, and even shoveled the puck away to hints <laughs> while he's getting hit. So even even after he makes the bad bad move and gets caught on it, he, he's still able to make a play and get it to his, to his, uh, to his fellow teammate. But yeah, I think I think he probably went off for concussion call because he's he was very light on his feet going back to the bench. And then he was like almost instantly went down the tunnel. So it was it was pretty quick. And him coming back so fast kind of convinces me of that a little bit too. Unless it was like some like upper body something that went wrong. At the very least, we know it wasn't lower body, because if it if it was anything lower body and they even thought it could be injured, they wouldn't play him. They wouldn't put him back in just because those lower body injuries are such a bigger deal in the NHL. Um, and, and the fact that he came back and he had that, that push at three minutes left in the game where he just kind of was forechecking super, super hard on the ducks and wasted I, I about 30, to 40 seconds in their zone. So that's pretty promising too. Uh, this is a good comment from Brian here. DeBoer said Robertson is good after the game. So, okay, that's very good to hear. And uh, hopefully we, we seriously hear nothing more about this other than he just got the wind knocked out of him. I really think that's what it was. He was just a big hit. He was off balance because he was trying to make a play. And that's, that's all that came out of it. So, uh, James, is there anything that I did not talk about or I did not think of that you would like to bring up? Um, not really. Let's do biggest winner, biggest loser. Okay, let's do it. You go first. Uh, Mira Heiskanen, because he's a monster. His goal, very, very lucky, but very, very deserved after the game against the Blues. <laughs> he had like six shots on net. Should have scored like four goals, it felt like. Uh, so he gets a lucky one in this one. Pretty nice for him. And he factors on both goals. And really, it's the reason... Uh, I mean, it's like a shared goal on that Pavelski tip. It's <laughs> Those goals are absolutely just insane team play so but miro doing everything for this team offensively tonight which is not something that we could really say last season everything offensively yeah of known as a uh norse candidate going forward so we'll, we'll especially this was a statement game especially I think. totally i mean he's been trying to make a statement game for the past three games <laughs> <laughs> he's been skating hey, around like true. a madman uh I'll go a little bit special with uh, with mine tonight uh, because you, I could pick an obvious one like Hintz or Pavelski. Pavelski ends with two points, Hintz with a gorgeous goal. I'll give it to Sam Steele tonight. He gets in the lineup tonight. Uh, Dele comes out, and uh, he gets an assist against his former team. So that had to his feel pretty good. point against his former team. 
Yeah. Nick hasn't had a point against the Ducks yet. <laughs> yeah. So that's surprising considering that he played uh, for Minnesota last year. So maybe maybe they just didn't play uh, play the maybe, Ducks. As maybe much as he can think turn, turn it around and get some more points this year. Yep. Biggest loser? Um, shoot. I had one. Oh, Suter, right. <laughs> Suter. I have to get to Suter because Chris isn't here, so he's not going to give it to him. So I'll give it to him. He, he was lost. Lost little child. That's all Lost little man child. He's 39. Nope, just a child. Just a child. <laughs> just a child. We're all children. Um, uh, For me, I'll give mine to Mason McTavish. That guy seemed to be it, the center of attention when it comes to special teams. All like whether he was drawing a call or he was or he was going to the box. So I don't know. That I, I think he's my biggest loser tonight. Uh well James is eating his uh uncrustable, so I, I guess it's time for us to kind of wrap it up. It's he's, done. He, he, he's giving me a visual cue without even saying anything. So uh real quick, how about them Rangers, right? I mean, I like, come on. on. Like I thought they were supposed to be bad. Like well, the the thing that's frustrating about them is they go into Houston, they take both games at Minute Maid Park, which is one of the hardest uh, parks to win in, and then they can't even like take the split in Arlington, and it goes back to Houston, tied two to two in games. So I'm frustrated about that. I didn't get a chance to win uh, to watch the game tonight for them, but uh, regardless, I'm over it. Maybe I'm just glad that the Cowboys don't play this week and they don't have to disappoint me. Uh, don't say that three point win (laughs) over the chargers man like i understand they have a superstar quarterback but come on like for real like the chargers but they won okay but they should be like a dominating force in their league right now but but they're obviously a uh wishy-washy team we saw last year too all right we're getting too much into this this is yeah we don't we don't get a podcast go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) uh Anyways, by the way, for those of you that are, are wondering, uh, Chris is not feeling good tonight. He'll be back on Saturday when we do the game, or the AGR after the game against hopefully. the Flyers. He, he will be here, hopefully, fingers crossed. He said he's probably going to be ready for that. Uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, thank you once again to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor of this episode. Go and use that promo code THPN. Go and take a look at StarcasticRemarks.com for all the latest information regarding our podcast and also there will be a Ryan's major takeaways blog post for tomorrow morning. So go and check that out on the website. Anything else, James? Nope. Along with James, my name is Ryan and thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. And since Chris is not here, James, take us out. GG boys.